Hey there, and welcome to Taiwan Talk, a show where we tell the stories of Taiwan both locally and abroad. I'm Trevor Tordemasi, and sitting here with me is Swedish YouTuber Lucas Engstrom. Yes, correct. And welcome to welcome to Taiwan. No, um, <laughs> uh, Lucas has been a YouTuber for a few years, but he's been in Taiwan even longer. He is the host of the YouTube channel Why Guoren Jiao Taiwan, Lucas in Taiwan. So, can you tell us a little bit about your channel and what you do here? Sure, uh, it's quite self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. uh, I am the Wai Guoren, mm -hmm. a foreigner who introducing Taiwan. It's uh, some traveling, some uh, news coveraging, and uh, yeah, it's trying to introduce Taiwan to foreigners and also show my life in Taiwan as a foreigner. Yeah. Did it start with travel and then you moved into doing more serious stuff like news? Because you have reported some genuinely serious stories. Yeah, I mean, it all started like from the absolute beginning. Mm -hmm. It was just like a way for me to document my favorite places in Taiwan mm. and also having like a little instruction video for other foreigners on how to go to these places. But then... When did that start? That was in August 2nd, 2018, I believe is the first day video. forever burned into your memory. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's when my life literally changed over yeah. over a week and since then i have done at least one video per week for for four years now in in august you say at least because you make a lot of videos i i try to do as much as possible yeah how much of the world do you also introduce to taiwan through your videos not too much okay. I, I i gave it a try uh we went to like we traveled like philippines vietnam korea japan and sweden that's like the worst videos i've ever made Whoa. Where where I am the worst performing the worst performing okay worst performing yeah all my videos are great oh they were all according, according oh, to myself my <laughs> <laughs> but worst performing yes what would be an example of something you've covered in, in Taiwan so so for example like um, what is unique to me is that you can do everything one single day mm -hmm. and you can literally like wake up without planning and you can find yourself like either at the beach either on top of like a three thousand meter high mountain mm -hmm. or like checking out a volcano in like uh, northern Taiwan, or uh, you can just play, go down to Kenting and play with some monkeys and, and literally see like fire up from the ground, you know? Yeah, yeah. And coming from Sweden, especially like the countryside of Sweden, everything is like planned like days or weeks in advance just because like the distances are so far, far away. Whereas in Taiwan, it's just like you can do whatever you want without actually any real planning, which, which I think is, is very, very unique. Also on your channel, I've noticed that you have reached out to collaborate with more YouTubers and con content creators all over the island than I've mm -hmm. seen anyone else do. You're sort of like a, a, a YouTuber's YouTuber. Um, so what uh, what is it like, first of all, you have a roommate who's a YouTuber, mm -hmm. Yuan in Taiwan. Yuan Yuan, yeah. Uh, and what is it like living with other content creators? It's uh, it, it's definitely good, for sure. I But I don't think it's it's as interesting as other people might think because because like, of the is it because of the assumption that people think your life is all the travel that they see in the videos exactly. in reality it's a lot exactly. of computer work. Yeah, exactly yeah. it's like 95% is sitting in front of a computer <laughs> planning the videos or editing the videos yeah. and you like the 5% is actually recording it so you know we do help each other out a lot when mm. it comes to like what do you think about this idea and like we we bounce ideas of each other but i think that the absolute best part was during the the soft lockdown we had like last year when everyone was like at home for like three months. First of all, just having a roommate in general, yeah. I think that was like amazing. Like our life didn't really change that much. 
Yeah. I mean, well, there is, there's two kinds of people that discover themselves during lockdown. The people that discovered they really need to be outside and meeting people and the other people mm. that discovered they're actually kind of okay with just staying inside all the time. I, I love being okay staying at home. Mm -hmm. you know? Me too. I, I, th I, think, I think that's required to be like a YouTuber as well. Just being... To some extent, absolutely. Yeah. At least, at least being able to be by yourself and do a lot of work yourself. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's lonely, but it's not as exciting as people if might you, think. It's, it definitely adds like a level of like competition okay, and, and like rivalry, I uh -huh. feel. So for example, if, if you're a full-time creator, mm -hmm. then no one tells you when you're supposed to work. And I think it's very, very easy for you to like just go on the lazy side and continue, for example, making one video per week. And then you spend like three, four days doing nothing. But then having someone that also releases videos and that it, we have like the exact same job, basically, then that, that keeps you going and you have something to compare with. And that will also make you like not falling behind. And you've also reached out to people all over Taiwan, like there's so are we going to go through everyone now? I know. You know what? Actually, I, was, I won't say, the, if I say one this, name, I have to say all of them. Exactly. I'm going to bleep the, that out. This, this is the worst. <laughs> I just had, an, had another one, like an like, uh, exchange yeah. student from, from uh, Canada uh -huh. who was like, oh, yeah, I watched like all these YouTubers. And I was like, well, keep going, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you miss one, that's like the worst. Uh, you've reached out to all these people um, and collaborated with them. Uh, have you felt that your content has grown or, uh, or changed um, your style uh, as you've collaborated with more and more people? Uh, yes, I would say. Uh, so it just comes down to like, I make more interview videos. I think that's like the biggest change now. The thing is like in the beginning, you always want to collaborate with people because you think that like, oh, you have 100,000 subscribers. I have 100,000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. If you collaborate, we're both going to get 200 subscribers. Yeah. That is not how it works if every single one is a foreign YouTuber in Taiwan. <laughs> right. It's like, it's because the same 100,000 subscribers. <laughs> uh, to me, they're just like foreigners. Uh, who are living a very interesting life in Taiwan that I want to know more of. Mm. But, uh, you know, I've also interviewed like restaurant owners and, and like other teachers and stuff like this with, yeah. without being creators themselves. Um, so actually, uh, one, of the, one of your biggest videos, I'm going to look at the paper for this one. You recently met with two people from a Swedish delegation to Taiwan. Mm. Uh, I hope I'm saying these right. Lars Andaktusson, Swedish news anchor and former member of the European Parliament. And Boriana Aberg, chief of the Swedish-Taiwanese Parliamentarian Association. Quite the titles. Um, those were some prominent Swedish people who had visited Taiwan, uh, one of them for the first time. What did you learn from speaking with prominent Swedish politicians about their impressions of Taiwan? First of all, that, that was amazing uh, that I got that opportunity. Yeah. And, and that was uh, Sweden and Taiwan who were like helping setting that up for, for me. The thing was, this was like during the, the COVID lockdown, uh, not the, the COVID lockdown, but this was like when the, the cases here started to uh, rise. So, so sadly, they didn't really get to explore Taiwan. They only got like the souvenirs and everything from that the Taiwanese delegation had, had given them. What else do you tell people to try in Taiwan uh, first thing? The one thing that I personally tell people mm -hmm. is to leave Taipei. And this is partially why I started my, my YouTube channel as well, because I was an exchange student here for six months, like way back, like 10 years, like uh, oh, 13 years ago now. At the uh, moment, we were like, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. I've, been, I've been saying 10 years for like the past three years. So yeah, 13 years ago. <laughs> I forgot to update it. Um, yeah. And then I, w I was here for six months, but I never left Taipei. So that's what I always try to, to tell other foreigners as well. And the main reason for my travel videos to show them how easy it is 
to travel to other places? Absolutely. I used to teach uh, this a few classes in uh, Shenkeng, which is uh, like southeast past the mm, zoo. The the tofu street. Yes, the tofu. Yeah. We're back on sticky tofu already. <laughs> Full circle. Um, and but going to Shenkeng every day, it was like leaving Taipei and entering Taiwan. Uh, we're still on this topic. Speaking of Sweden, mm. um, what did you find yourself most often telling Taiwanese people about Sweden? Number one, it's pronounced IKEA. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the number one. And I didn't even need to prompt that one. <laughs> we feel strongly about IKEA here. Yes. Taiwanese uh, are doing it correctly, which is the good news. And then uh, number two is, yes, Volvo is also Swedish. Mm-hmm. And number three, it's not Switzerland. There is a that's difference. A, that's a really important one. Yeah. It's that's, important to know it's not like, Switzerland. I, yeah, I, I don't uh, understand. So, I- IKEA and... Volvo. I, I can. I can. I've got it. I can keep I, going. I know more Swedish companies than you know Taiwanese foreign YouTubers in Taiwan. I can just <laughs> yeah, like talk about it. Yeah. Rattle off. Go. Yeah. How many can you go to? Oh, so many. So many. Okay. Volvo, Saab, Spotify, uh-huh. Candy Crush, uh-huh. Atlas Copco, which is not really that famous by name, but they have actually made every single tunnel for all the roads here in Taiwan. Wow. So it's Swedish holes. Yes. That's, uh, <laughs> Fun fact. Um, so more about uh, finishing off with some of the stuff about your videos. You did describe sort of your editing process. Um, a lot of time is in editing as opposed to filming. Um, but what is, uh, how long does it take per video for you to finish? It's also a good question. I would say uh, 10 to 20 hours, depending on what kind of video it is. Okay. So if it's like an interview video and we just like, we keep the camera rolling and it's, it's recording for like 45 minutes, one hour. Uh, I'm quite fast in editing those. So 10 hours, <laughs> mm-hmm. whereas if you have a travel video where you have like 100 dis- different clips, maybe not even in the right order that you want them in the video, then you easily like doubling the time just to create this story. Mm. Do you ever write a script first and then just sort of attach the B-roll where it goes? Or do you start with like the images you'd like to talk about and then talk over that? So this has also like developed like throughout the years right. uh, as I'm getting, I guess, more experience, but also since now it's like my full-time job. Right. And I just finding want... out what works for you too, which is important. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So like in the beginning, it, uh, there was like no scripts, nothing. And like uh, me and, and uh, Yuan Yuan, my now roommate, we were friends before YouTube. And then we started making YouTube videos together. And then we moved in together with the sole purpose of being able to afford a dedicated YouTube studio. Mm. But it, it started with us just going out, exploring, mm-hmm. and then we, we brought our, our cameras with us. And some of the time, I, I would say most of the time, it never went as we wanted it to go. So the, the finished video were completely different compared to our plans that day. But then like it starts raining and you end up like somewhere else. You take the the wrong bus maybe and you end up like, okay, today's video is about uh, a night market instead mm-hmm. of a waterfall, <laughs> you know? There's a lot of extemporaneous storytelling. So how many videos are in production at a time usually for? In production, like now there's even a step called like pre-production where we try to, to plan these, uh, these adventures. So I would say uh, four to five at, mm. at any given time. And I always try to have like, one video ready to be released, and then I'm already working on the on the next one, and I'm planning maybe one or or two at the same time. What is the what is the most difficult part of your work? Difficult part is definitely to come up with the with what the next video should be about, and trying to make it as interesting as possible. And this is the thing. Yeah. This is like what has backfired a lot of times for me. If you watch the entire video, 
100% of my video, uh -huh. the title will make sense. Yes. Not everyone watches 100% of the video. Mm. So for example, I made one video saying that I will leave Taiwan. Mm. I just talked about that one time in the future, X number of years from now, I will leave Taiwan. But then people watch like the first two minutes and then they click away and then they still leave a comment. Mm. And then like, okay, bye. Next week, uh -huh. I made another video, which was like, today we're checking out a waterfall, like completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were like, wait, aren't you in Sweden right now? Like yeah. what's going on? And this was like almost a year ago, I think. And then you have a lot of people who don't really watch my videos regularly, but they have seen the previous viral videos. That, that does happen. You have, to, you have to be careful what you make because you exactly. never know if that's the one that's going to define who you are. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So then you're like, wait a minute. One year ago, you said you were going to leave Taiwan. Yeah. You're a liar. You just did it for views. You're like straight up, straight up liar. I made one TikTok video about carrying coffee cups in my shirt pocket. Oh, to this, to this it's day, amazing. It's amazing. This, it's seven seconds long. And to this day, people are like, oh, you got some coffee in there? I'm like, this is who I am forever. But I mean, it's better that than something like bad, right? But yeah, you exactly. have to be, you have to watch what you make. Um, so speaking of which, um, after the success of stuff like TikTok, not just that, but we've seen the introduction of uh, Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts. And as creators, we can just make we could just make one video and upload it to three platforms and stop thinking about it mm. but at the same time uh have you felt a difference in the kind of content that you that you see on each platform and what you would try to do for each platform uh, i pretty much do like one video uploaded three times mm -hmm. but now when i am for example traveling at the same time as i'm in the middle of recording like my main youtube video i can think like would this th thing right here make a good like let's just call the vertical video for any mm -hmm. of the platforms mm -hmm. and uh sometimes I, I would find a way to like oh action i can actually by spending one minute here make a dedicated video then i'll do that yeah how do you feel about vertical video in general i guess get your take on that i i honestly have no nothing against vertical videos mm -hmm. what i have something a little bit against is like just shorter videos mm -hmm. that bothers me more than than vertical but that just comes down to my personal preference. Mm -hmm. I guess that about finishes it up. Um, what's next for you? What's next for me? Uh, well, right now, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go home and continue editing mm -hmm. my, my next video. And that's... Uh, me too! That's pretty, much, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty much how my life is. Actually, uh, today I was very productive. I uh -huh. booked my uh, plane ticket back to Sweden. So there will be tons of, of uh, videos there with my family and... Uh, finally be able to record a little bit like Sweden versus Taiwan videos. And is that going to be for like Midsummer stuff? Exactly. Okay. Nice. Awesome. You know your, your Sweden. Uh, I've Sweden been watching culture. your YouTube channel. And then if you want to know about Sweden too, <laughs> <laughs> you can check out Lucas in Taiwan. Uh, last question. Is there anything else you'd like to say to the people of Taiwan? Just thank you for, for being welcoming to foreigners and by extension, making it possible for me to have the best po life possible mm. here in Taiwan, making uh, videos two or three times per week. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Lucas. Uh, starts with L as in like, ends with S as in subscribe. Uh, and I have been Trevor. Uh, starts with T as in Taiwan talk, which you've been listening to. And it ends with R as in really good to have you in the studio today. Wow. Thank you for How, joining us. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> yeah. How long did you practice that? Uh, about 30 seconds. Okay, okay. good, nice, okay. wow. And uh, and this has been Taiwan Talk. Until next time, I'm Trevor Tortomasi on ICRT FM 100.
If you'd like to hear more from ICRT, you can check out our other podcasts. We've got Taiwan This Week, a roundup of the news in Taiwan every Friday, English in the News, for useful English expressions explained in Chinese, and EZ News, spelled with the letters E and Z, for simplified daily news. For some lighter news in both English and Chinese, check out News Bites and News for Kids. And if you enjoy them, tell a friend. Thanks for listening.